Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crypto News Podcast. We're buzzing as always. And I have a good friend on the show today, which is an absolute treat. My colleague and our VP of Global Sales at CryptoNews.com, Richard Levin. He is a Bitcoin guru, got into the space long ago and lover of everything blockchain related. Before getting into crypto, he tore up the print advertising industry. And like I said, present day, he is buzzing as the VP of Global Sales at CryptoNews.com. In his spare time, you can find Richard stacking sats or roaming the streets of the one and only New York City. Without further ado, I'm very pleased to welcome Richard Levin to the Crypto News Podcast. Mate, welcome to the show. Thank you, buddy. Happy to be here as always. You know, I love you. Always a pleasure to see your pretty face. Likewise, likewise. You are in New York right now. I am always so jealous. Didn't get out to NFT NYC. Last year was an absolute banger. But uh, what's the crypto scene in New York right now? And besides that, like, what's what's life like? What's the party scene? Is it back? Is it buzzing again? Yeah, man, it is. I mean, look, you know, COVID's over for the most part in New York and everything's back. I mean, if you walk around New York right now, it's just like old days, you know. I mean, yeah, a couple people have masks on here and there, but you're certainly not being asked for a vax pass to go eat anywhere. Um, you know, for the most part, it looks like New York did before COVID. And I, I would even go as far to say that it's even crazier now. It's thriving. Um, you know, the city's bumping. Everybody's in a really good place. I mean, obviously, you know, inflation, the markets are crazy, this and that. But other than that, New York is great. Um, there's a lot going on in the crypto scene here, as always. I've always said that New York is the hub for crypto, and I don't think that's changed at all. Um, Empire Dow has opened. Uh, my buddy Mike is the uh, the founder of Empire Dow down at 190 Bowery, so in Soho. And essentially, they they took the old Supreme building, which is a massive, like, six-story building. Supreme has the first floor. And then above it, it's like a shared office space, Web3, crypto, melting pot. Um, Solana's renting offices in there. Nier's renting offices in there. I think Polygon's in there on the top floors, uh, the first floor. Little hub, eh? It, it's amazing. It really is awesome. And uh, big props to Mike and the team down there. They really... Uh, they really put something awesome together. So uh, next time you're in New York, I'm going to take you down there. I mean, it's a great place to hang out. I mean, I was there for Crypto Mondays on Monday night. I go down there quite a bit just to work and, you know, hang out and see who's building what. It's it's pretty cool. Good people doing good things. One point you touched on that I absolutely love, and I feel the exact same energy in Toronto, is like people were locked up for two summers, which was pretty bananas. And shit is back, full throttle, no masks, Libby devices. You know, the show goes on and it's crazy. You can, you can just, you can feel the buzz again. I haven't felt Toronto like this since probably 2016, 2017. And it's absolutely lovely to see. Feels good, man. Right. It does. <laughs> let's, uh, let's change sentiment a little. We have to talk about the elephant in the room and that is the bear market that's been kicking the shit out of all of us. Um, yeah. After we get into the bear market, we'll touch on crypto news and how we're still growing in the bear market. Of course, perhaps we should take this angle and bring it more beginner focused. You are obviously very switched on in the markets. Uh, give me the spiel on why we're currently in a bear market. Um, okay. So uh, essentially the last few years have been super frothy and you know everybody was getting rich there for a while. We had COVID and then right after COVID, you know, stocks went through the roof, crypto went through the roof, everything, real estate went through the roof. We saw it, you know, we printed a ton of money and uh, everybody had money to play with. It, it was fun for a while. Uh, but 
inflation got out of control. I mean, essentially, when you print trillions of dollars out of nowhere, um, you get inflation. You know, no matter what any of these guys say, uh, that's that's the truth of it, right? If you just keep doubling or tripling the money supply, um, everybody's got cash and inflation goes up. That's just how it works. So, uh, you know, that kind of has come to an abrupt halt now with, it, you know, starting in November, uh, this shit just got way out of control. So, you know, the only way to really fight that is to slow down growth. Um, and that's by raising interest rates. So, you know, as the Fed continues to raise interest rates, it's going to have a massive effect on the markets and especially the risk market, which Bitcoin, Ethereum, any kind of blockchain right now is certainly a risk asset. Um, so we're going to feel the pain. And I think that for the most part, you know, crypto is kind of like the precursor uh, to Wall Street. Uh, since it's so risk on. Um, so you can see when crypto starts rocketing down, you know, stocks will follow. And we had the same situation, you know, when COVID started and crypto all of a sudden started rocketing, right? Stocks followed suit. Um, so, you know, there's a lot going on in the macro space right now. Uh, it, we've never had a bear market that was also so tied to a, a macro environment. Um, the last few crypto bear markets, you know, the stock market was still pretty stable. So it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. Um, and when I talk macro, I'm talking about, you know, the rest of the world, right? Yeah. So you know, inflation, what's going on in um, Ukraine, you know, that yeah. that's still a very volatile situation and the markets are reacting accordingly. Uh, energy, energy shortages, absolutely. all the other geopolitical It's, it's going to be a nightmare for the European Union. There's just no question. I mean, Germany gets all of its oil and gas from Russia. And, you know, if that stops, it, it's going to be gonna really happen. bad. Yeah, they said it's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, it's a little unrelated, but crazy the euro being on par with the greenback. Like, that's bananas. I, I know. Don't, I don't, I don't think Actually, it's pretty bad for me, too, because, um, you know, as you know, uh, yeah, I get paid based on the euro. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of nice for a while there, but, um, you know. Yeah. It is what um, it is. Bear market best practices here. Now, for me, obviously, one, keep building, biddling, building, tomato, tomato, but you got to get after it. If you're a true believer in the space and the people and the tech and the ethos, the narrative, you can't just fuck off when things go downhill. And uh, that's easily advice. Numero uno is to keep building, put your head down, keep those big boots on. And don't be afraid to get dirty. But sort of on the investment side of things, do you have any tips or Absolutely. little nuggets of advice for those yeah. who perhaps are experiencing their first bear market? Sure. Uh, so this isn't my first rodeo. Um, you know, the, the 2018 bear market for me was like a, a huge moment in my career and my journey in crypto and everything. So I had, you know, I had 100% conviction in this space during the 2018 bear market. I just, you know, I had been studying blockchain, I had been reading and researching and investing, and I just knew that this was all going to turn around. Uh, so for me, everything I have today, I have because of that bear market. And I stuck to some principles that I think will stand the test of time. I also learned a lot of lessons, um, but we'll kind of go through that. I mean, the first things first right now, leverage is a no-no. You know, if anybody out there is trying to gamble and leverage trade on, you know, while we're chopping around in this market, I would say bad idea. Like it, it's just, you're going to get wrecked. We're going to chop around here. And, um, you know, in a bull market, it's very easy to just, you know, 10 X long and just ride it because, you know, the markets are crazy. But right now, the first thing you can do is stop leverage trading. You're just going to get wrecked. Um, 
The second thing you can do is this is a great time to start really looking into projects that have fundamental value, right? Forget about the Shiba Inus and the Dogecoins and all this BS and focus, really focus on a couple of solid projects, right? Um, what are these new L1s doing? What are these scaling options doing? These L2s, uh, you know, NFT projects that have real utility. Uh, metaverse stuff, anything like that. DeFi protocols that are still rocking and rolling or, or, you know, follow the devs, follow great teams and really start learning. And now this is the time where you can start investing. And I'm not talking trading, I'm talking straight up investing, right? If you find projects that you think are worthwhile, that are valuable, that you can see the long-term picture here, then this is the time to invest in those projects, right? Tokens are very cheap right now. Uh, everything is on sale for the most part, right? I mean, you can get Bitcoin today for under $20,000 a piece. Uh, I think if you look back Crazy. in five years, you're going to say that was a yeah. fire sale. It's a deal um, you know, ETH under a thousand bucks all day long, right? Even Solana, Near Protocol, Phantom, AVAX, you know, uh, at these prices, if you believe in projects like these projects, or you believe in projects that are being built on these chains, this is the time to do it, right? You know, pick a couple projects that you have real conviction in and start DCAing, dollar cost averaging into those projects. And as we come out of this bear market, you're going to have amazing positions. You know, everyone else is going to be buying as they go up, but you have already, you're going to already have your bags locked and loaded at super low prices. Um, and the reality is, is that yes, this is when stuff gets built, right? It, you know, in the, in 2018, um, you know, when I was buying, you know, I was buying projects that today are, you know, the blue chips, you know, the, the obviously Bitcoin and Ether were, you know, what I was mainly stacking, but, you know, even Solana, Chainlink at a couple cents, all of these projects in, in 2018, um, you know, are, are mainstays now. And, you know, all these companies that are building, uh, I mean, FTX came out of that last bear market and look at them now. So, Yes. Things are going to get shaken out here. Um, bad companies will die off. Stupid projects will die off. But this is when you know the foundations get laid for the next bull run. Well said. Very well said. There, uh, a lot of a lot of good info and snippets there. Um, any, uh, I, I guess, because we're still buzzing on the investing topic, taking coins off exchanges. I know you've been preaching this when you know when we first met. Uh, I guess early last year and I was asking you some crypto questions as you've been in the space for quite some time. You obviously told me the importance about taking coins off exchanges, not your keys, not your coins. And then there's, of course, all the geopolitical turmoil. And if you know the gov did want to crack down to help a lot harder when those keys are on a cold wallet. Besides sort of the, the best practices, let's, let's talk about coins. Any coins that you're bullish on at the moment, perhaps bullish is the wrong word, but are there any protocols or coins or blockchains that you think will thrive during the next bull market? I'm not talking throwing darts at a board and, and picking the Doge coins and the Shibus that have no utility and strictly mimetic. I'm referring to the AVAXs, the Souls, the, you know, uh, not Luna anymore, but the, yeah. the Nears, right? The Atoms. Do you have any ones that you love? Sure. I mean, a lot of the big blue chips now, I, I am very bullish on for the long term. Um, you know, Matic, Polygon, great team. They're building amazing stuff. Um, you know, I think AVAX will be around for the long term. Uh, Near Protocol, very interesting what those guys are doing. I'm certainly, you know, loading up bags of Near, especially at these prices. 
Um, you know, I truly think Solana, you know, love him or hate him, I think Solana is going to be a major player. Um, you know, I'm really focused a lot on the devs and seeing what the devs are doing. Uh, you know, I go to the hacker houses. I go to all this stuff to see, you know, if people are participating in this ecosystem. Um, and I can tell you that the last two Solana hacker houses that I went to, it was amazing. I mean, seeing what these kids are building, you can't help but be bullish, right? I mean, these are the smartest kids that are coming out of MIT and Stanford. And, you know, it, they're computer science kids, they're developers, they're brilliant, and they're all you know, coming to Web3, they're all coming to crypto. I think that, uh, you know, there's something to be said for that. So, you know, I'm very bullish on those. And I would certainly say, um, you know, I would load up on, on those kind of bags. But definitely do your own research, you know, start looking into, you know, what interests you and uh, and go from there. But, you know, I think it's important that people really kind of dig in for themselves and learn what they're doing. Absolutely love that. Let's let's move over to crypto news here. Uh, obviously, you and I work for crypto news. We are the eighth largest crypto news outlet in the world. We've grown quite a bit. Our time's difficult right now. Of course, they are. They're difficult for everyone. Are we underwater? No, not even close. We're still thriving. Things are still well. However, companies are not begging to partner and sponsor anymore. And obviously, that is the nature of the bear market. There was a plethora of funds and that has now dried up. It's part of the part of the show. The show goes on. One thing I'd love to discuss though is how we get paid. And I'm not saying we as in you and I, I'm saying we as in the company. And I feel like most people would probably think that we get paid in Bitcoin or ETH most of the time, which could be up for debate because of the volatility. And secondly, perhaps it would be USD or as we are headquartered over in Europe, it'd be the Euro, but that's not the case. Most of the funds that come in are Tether, and more specifically, Tether on Tron, TRC20. What surprised me as well, once this first started happening, is the VP of sales, you're the one who makes the magic happen here. The ball's going over to your court. Tell me about more about how we get paid and why USDT TRC20 on the Tron network is the payment method of choice. Yeah, so this I, I think is very interesting. And um, I'm actually just wrote an article about this, which we're going to publish on Crypto News in the next few weeks. I think the editors are just kind of going over it. Um, but yeah, so I'm a big proponent of always kind of feeling out the market, right? If the market's telling you something and you see it every day, it, it, you should pay attention. And it, it was interesting, I think about... Maybe it was like a year, a year and a half ago. All of a sudden, um, well, let me backtrack. First of all, obviously, we bill our advertisers for advertising products. You know, if they want to run banners or whatever, we invoice them and they pay us in crypto for the most part. You know, it used to be wires or whatever, but mostly it's crypto and it used to be Bitcoin and Ethereum. That being said, uh, a lot of, a lot of them like to pay in Tether as well, which is pegged to the dollar. And it used to be on ERC20 on the Ethereum network, but. About a year and a half ago, I started noticing that a lot of clients were asking if they could pay in TRC20, which is Tron's network. Um, and I thought that was very odd at the time. I mean, you know, those of us who have been in crypto for a while, Tron, I mean, uh, yeah, no one really knows what it is or what it does, right? We all know the name, but like, does anybody actually use it? I didn't own any Tron. I, I didn't know anybody who was stacking Tron, but I started getting requests. And at first I said, no, we don't accept you know, tether on TRX. Um, but people kept asking and asking. And, you know, if the market's asking for it, 
then we'll do it. So I opened a, uh, you know, a TRC20 wallet for us and I started putting a TRC20 address on our invoices as a payment option. And it's unbelievable. Just like that, everybody started paying in Tether on the Tron network. Now, granted, we were in a bull market and Ether was very expensive and the network on ERC20 was extremely congested. So, you know, sometimes just to send a hundred dollars could cost you 80 bucks on Ethereum. Um, now to send a hundred dollars on Tron costs you, you know, 30 cents. Um, and I think that the market was just catching on. I know that, you know, the TRX network in Asia is very popular. Everybody uses it over there. All of a sudden, all the exchanges started having that as a deposit option. So, you know, when you go into FTX or, uh, KuCoin or any of these and it says deposit tether, it would say ERC20 or TRC20. So the market started catching on quick. And so nowadays, I think 90, maybe 95% of all incoming payments to us happen in Tether, USDT, on TRC20 network, on the Tron network. So I found that very interesting. You know, in the, in the past, you know, 18 months, I've been saying, this is crazy. I mean, everything's coming through this network. So I actually went on to Tether's website recently and, and pulled a report, which is amazing. You can do it at any time. And I noticed that there is more Tether right now on the Tron network than there is on the Ethereum network. I think it was something like $38 billion on Tron and $36 billion on ETH. That's how popular it is. Uh, there's something to be said there. Now, do I know what it is that needs to be said or what, what that means for the market? It's, no. It's bananas. But, it's bananas. But I do know that there's, you know, it's something that you should take notice of. I mean, even in my, you know, personal stuff, I mean, obviously we get paid in crypto as well. You know, I've taken TRC20 now. It's, it's very easy to send. It costs almost nothing. Uh, all the major exchanges accept it. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's something there. It's very interesting that, uh, how quickly the market shifted, you know, for lower gas fees. Justin's son, what a sick puppy, eh? Right. The Tron, the Tron master. You hear he's trying to buy, uh, Twitter. I don't know if that's true. I don't think he's that rich though. I, I, you know what? I don't know. Here's the thing though with Justin's son is everybody made, used to make fun of him. Everybody, he was like one of those love him or hate him kind of characters. But, still does though. Everyone still but, does chirp him. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, there, there's something there. I mean, the, the guy, like nobody hates him. Everybody makes fun of him and everybody kind of hates on him, but I don't think anybody really hates him. The guy's all jokes, right? I mean, Justin's son, this, Justin's son, that. I mean, the guy's a Bitcoin OG. He's still a huge Bitcoiner, right? I mean, he started Tron, made a zillion bucks. I mean, more power to him. But um, I think I, I think it's the the, the supercars and the woman, and the, I think yeah. spending a, a mill to go to lunch with Buff. Like, of course, I think course. I think it's again, it's all part of the facade. But I, it is, he is a bit of a clown show, absolutely. Know? But like when you look at all the characters we have, right in in yeah. uh, in crypto, and especially like in crypto Twitter, right? Like the Richard Hearts. Oh my God, he can't play, stand the guy. I mean, but Jason like Jason plays his part though. He does. Yeah, yeah, that's what he I mean. Play, he he plays uh, his part. Yeah. So we'll, we'll give him that. Shout out, Jason, if you're listening, bro. Come on the pod. We'd love to have you. We can, uh, we'll shoot the shit. I'll still chirp you to your face, but, uh, you know, I'd still love to have you. If you want to do like a charity boxing match or something, we can do that. You know, we'll, we'll each give our percentage of our net worth. I'll give a thousand or 10K. You can give, you know, 100 mil. We'll pick a charity, maybe Sick Kids Hospital or something good. Or, you know, right to play. Get him on, man. We got to get Justin's son on here. That would be awesome. 
Uh, yeah, I looked for him at NFT NYC, actually. It's funny because Tron had this like major setup. It was actually, Tron did a really good job at NFT NYC this year with their booth build out and everything like that. And I actually was looking for him, but to no avail. Good old JTron. Folks, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to give a massive shout out to the sponsor of the show and our dear friends of cryptonews.com. That is Prime XBT. I've been using them for a year and a half now, still in love. The GOAT platform. Why do I love them? Because they offer a robust trading system for both beginners and professional traders. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie or a vet, you can easily design and customize your layouts and widgets to best fit your trading style. Best part, Prime XBT is also running an exclusive promo for listeners of the Crypto News podcast. After making your first deposit, 50% of that first deposit will be credited to your account as a bonus that can be used as additional collateral to open positions. That is 50% five zero. Pretty sweet deal. The promo code is CryptoNews50. That is CryptoNews50, all one word, to take advantage of this offer. CryptoNews50 to receive 50% of your deposit credited to your trading account. And now back to the show with Richard. Let's jump into the present day hot topic. One of them is, well, I guess there's many, but we have sort of bear markets on one hand, which is coupled and tied in with inflation. And on the other end, we have more specific crypto topics. And that is the DeFi shit show, the 3AC founders gone missing. My boy who is on the pod, Alex Mashinsky, who I still love, and Celsius going from one of the top dogs to now in the shithole. Let's start with DeFi working while centralized lenders have gotten absolutely destroyed. Pretty crazy story through and through, eh? Yeah. Now, this is truly bananas. I don't think you could have asked anybody last November, you know, and they would have predicted this. Um, Yeah, look, it's this is crazy. I mean, I guess we all didn't realize how much leverage was out there with these centralized exchanges and what they were doing and borrowing and and taking depositors' money and you know putting it in anchor. All this stuff is absolutely crazy. Uh, You know, which is another reason I always, always say to people. Get your money off of the exchanges, right? These centralized exchanges, it's crazy. And that's the thing, especially for all of us that have been in crypto for a while, you know, to get to, okay, it's, this just sounds nuts. Deposit all that Bitcoin and Ether that you worked so hard for after all these years and give it to somebody else for a measly five, six, seven, eight percent. Like, dude, we're up a thousand percent if you've been in this for years. Like the gains we've made are insane and we're holding our own coins. We can sleep at night. You're going to give all this up for five percent. Like when is enough enough? Um, so I always say to people, it's, it's just not worth the risk. I've never personally handed over any of my funds to BlockFi or Celsius or any of these to get gains because I just didn't think the risk was worth the reward. I'm a big proponent on, you know, not your keys, not your coins. I literally have it right here on on a open dime, right? Not your keys, not your coins. It's so important <laughs> to manage, you know, your own crypto. Yeah. That being said, uh, after all of these guys collapsed on top of each other, I mean, this whole thing, Luna causing 3AC and Celsius and all of this stuff with the BlockFi, it's crazy, but it was a real eye-opener. But the one thing that did stand the test of time and the one thing that we did learn is, is that all of these DeFi protocols that were decentralized worked perfectly, right? There's there's no handshake negotiations. There's no negotiating with a protocol, right? You have a number. If it hits that number and it liquidates you, that's that, 
there's, you know, you can add more money to the protocol, but if you don't, there's a liquidation event. It's not like you can pick up the phone and say, oh, come on, just give me like three more hours. I'm going to, that's just not how it works. And that's really the beauty in all of this is that DeFi actually worked perfectly. All of these protocols, Compound, Aave, everything worked exactly as they were supposed to. The only thing that failed was where the humans were involved in, you know, borrowing and lending from each other. So, you know, I'm, I'm still very bullish on DeFi and the protocols, especially. I mean, I think that, you know, that's the next part of this will be to, you know, weed out the bad actors, uh, you know, find out which companies truly were shit and, and get rid of them. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's really sad to watch. I mean, you know, Machinsky and, and Celsius. I have good friends who, you know, who were with Celsius. You know, we have colleagues who, who were, who were in Celsius that got wrecked. Remember, and, remember the Miami party? Oh, Celsius. I know. I so know. just, just for the listeners, Richard and I were at Bitcoin Miami back in April. We jetted on over to the Celsius party on the main strip. Um, it was a great time. We had lovely drinks. And and not bottom tier stuff either. Like I'm not talking, you know, bottom shelf eight dollar wine. Lovely wine, lovely pints, lovely mixed pops, um, champagne, and probably the best Cubano sandwiches I've ever had in my life. The, the 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 shaved meat with the cheese and the bread. It was just a majestical bite in each and every one. It was such a good time. Good looking people there. It was a treat through and through. It was a lovely one. Got to say hi to Alex. And then, of course, you know, a month later, two months later, it's like there was that yeah. place was so bullish. The energy in that place was so contagious. You saw the people that that man and his team inspired. And there were a lot of people that looked at him as a god because he did so much for them. And now they want to rip him in half. Like it's, it's crazy how the tables turn. Yeah, man, I remember like vividly you and I sitting there with a glass of champagne and Machinsky up on the stage, you know, thanking everybody, talking about how solid Celsius was and that, you know, everything's great and this year's going to be amazing. And look, you know, what, three months later, the whole thing crumbled. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. But again, these are all lessons that we will, you know, look back and go, yeah. Holy shit, we, you know, we should have seen that coming. And I think that for many of us who have been in this space for a while, a lot of this stuff just seemed too good to be true. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, all of us OGs sold the top and all that, you know, of course not, right? We all held through all this. But as far as lending out our hard-earned Bitcoin and Ethereum, I think a lot of us were a bit hesitant to do that and it saved us in the long run. Look, you know, with, with Anchor especially, giving 20% yield, I was saying too, uh, you know, and I'm not saying I'm some kind of prophet or I saw this coming, yeah. but I was saying 20% is a lot. How, how do you give 20%? I was curious. I mean, I can see five, six, seven from BlockFi, you know, these smaller percentages, but 20, that's a oh. lot. I mean, I don't, I know traders who don't do 20% and just saying that you can move your stable coins over and get 20% on anchor. I, I was a bit skeptical and, you know, thank God I was skeptical. I mean, I, a lot of people put their savings in there because it was a stable coin. The whole point is that it's stable, right? We rely on these stable coins to be pegged to the dollar and to stay there so that we can de-risk from the markets. That's the whole point. And then offering 20% on stables sounded too good to be true. And it ended up being that that's the case. It's crazy. I know. I I still do worry about Tether, not going to lie. 
Please knock on wood, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Look, you heard here, here's the thing with Tether, okay? Uh, there's so many Tether skeptics, and, you know, I personally hold a lot of Tether and USDC, um, but I have I have full faith in Tether. Um, you know, Tether is kind of, you know, underpinning the whole market here, but, but let's just talk about the realities. Never once has anybody gone to Tether for a redemption and been denied a redemption. You know, it's true. It's just never happened. Yeah. And, and we're talking billions of dollars here. Tether has redeemed billions of dollars, especially over the past three months. And not once, not one story has come out that said, I tried to redeem a dollar and they wouldn't give it to me. That's never happened. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, look, FTX, all the big dogs, Samson Mao, all these guys, SBF, right? They all believe in Tether. You know, Paolo's very vocal on Twitter. Yeah, sh- um, sh- sh- shout out Paolo Arduino. I had him on the pod. Guy's the goat. Paolo, come yeah, on to round two, bro. It's great. great. Tether, you know, I-, I believe in Tether, you know, and, and-, and am I biased because I own a bunch of Tether? Probably. But the reality is, is that um, there's never been an issue. You know, Tether's been around a long time now and um, th- they have a pretty solid team. So, yeah. Look, if that happens, if the unthinkable happens, we're all hooped. Um, if if Tether goes down, realistically speaking, the pod is done. Crypto, everything's done. If Tether depegs and a UST, what happened to UST happens to USDT. I do think that that's the end of crypto until at least realistically 2025. I, I don't see how you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I let's not see, even I, go there. But uh, again, also the, the the systems are different. That algorithmic stablecoin by design yeah, can death yeah. spiral because you know it yes. went to zero. You know, even if pe- if Tether, you know, depegged, I'm not sure how how that would all play. But I don't know. You know, I don't think it would go to zero like that. But I've been shocked in crypto before. The one, and again, I I trust. We've had the CTO on the podcast, Paolo, who's a who's a genius, a very very smart and and talented man, and and has also built a very smart and talented team of men and women with him, right behind him. No one still knows what Tether's backed by. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they've showed the reserves and the whole nine yards, but like, does anyone really know? I guess that's but the golden again, question. It's, it's no different than the US dollar. Like, does exactly. anyone know how much debt we're really, you know what I mean? Like, does anyone yeah. know what actually happens? Is Area 51 real? Was 9 11 real? JFK, all these, who knows, right? Like, yeah. y- you'll truly, truly never know. So, right. again, it's a, it's a what it could have, should have. Um, grass is always green on the other side, but way she goes. Anyways. Right. Well, you know, it's like, the one thing that I will say, look, that, that's important is, is that, you know, spread it out then, right? I personally hold a lot of Tether, but I also, hold USDC because, you know, I trust in Circle and it's a U.S. company. And I think that being diversified is good. You know, I also, to be honest, have... I don't think it matters. If Tether's gone, dude, if Tether's gone, Circle's gone. I think if one of those two fall, they both fall. Well, look, I mean, very quickly, though, I would at least be able to redeem my, you know, if Tether got depegged in an hour, I'm so tied into crypto, you and I, I think that yeah, you know, yeah, really yeah. quickly I could, you know, get rid of my USDC before it hits whatever sense, you know, whatever level. That being said, look, yeah. <laughs> this is one of those things that, like, let's not even go there because it'll yep. start, you know, eating away at our brains. Last, last negative topic before we get back into the fun stuff. Three AC, three Arrow Capital. I always love the name, by the way. Uh, the founders, smell you later. Nowhere to be found. Where do you think they're hiding? I'll start. I think they are in some crazy remote island, and. 
I, I think it's one of two things. I think they're in some crazy remote island, not the classic like Eastern Asia. I think I want to say like, you know, a, a small island off the coast of Africa or, or something of the like, or a small coast off Europe. Or I think they're just doing the, uh, the, the complete Fugazi and I think they're in like New York City or they're in uh, LA or, or Toronto or Paris or London or Dubai. Or I think they're just so front and center with, with, you know, they went to classic, went to Turkey, got the facial brand new bone structure, new schnoz, new eye color, new hair, beard, the whole nine yards. It's one of the two. What do you think? I have breaking news for everybody. This, this is breaking news. Breaking news, Crypto News Pod. Duquan, Suzu, and Kyle Davies are here in New York. They're renting the second bedroom in my New York apartment. And they have not paid rent since June, okay? I called 311. I called the Department of Housing, the HUD. I've called the NYPD three times. These guys will not leave. They have not paid rent. Duquan leaves shit all over the apartment, okay? (laughs) Suzu doesn't do his laundry. This is bad, Matt. So I don't know how to get these guys out of my apartment, but this is it. I'm done. So that's where they are. Um, yeah, I look, in reality, I, I don't know where these guys are. The, they have so much money. I mean, look, do you, it, do you think we'll find them is the better question. Of course, of course. I, I don't think these guys will be able to stay away from crypto in one way or another. Are they going to try to redeem themselves? Probably. I bet you we'll see some kind of you know, something in the future from these guys. I, I don't think that the story ends here for any of them. I think we'll... We'll see Duquan. I think we'll see Suzu. I think we'll see them again. I, I think in T minus two years before realistically twenty, definitely twenty twenty five. But I would say, I would say probably two years from now, summer twenty twenty four. I could see a Netflix doc or a uh, or an Amazon Prime or Apple TV or whatever, or, or heck, a movie for that matter. Probably not a movie because not enough people care. But I could see a movie about this popping off with the search and the whole nine yards. Be crazy, it, right? It just seems like a script written all over it. But um, yeah. I mean, look, the best, the best story would be as if like we found the three of them together, filthy, oh. bearded in some bunker somewhere in some third world country, like when they pulled Saddam out of that hole in the ground. <laughs> it's like that. And fucking, and Suzu's like emaciated and like the whole three of them are just, yeah, it'd be like, uh, you know, the perfect, show. you know, cherry on top of all this. I love it. A um, couple concluding notes here. Uh, any hot takes? That you have any um, anything that only Richard is passionate or fired up about or believes in at the moment that the Gen Pop does not. Um, look, doesn't have I, to be crypto. Can be yeah. anything. All right. Look, uh, I mean, we'll start with crypto though. I'm still, you know, overall extremely bullish in this space. You know, everyone talks about how Bitcoin's down from 70k to you know 20,000 bucks. Like the reality is, is that. Um, Bitcoins are still worth 20,000 bucks a piece. That's a lot of money for some imaginary internet money, right? Um, I still think that the Bitcoin network is performing perfectly, right? Every 10 minutes or so, you know, these blocks are mined and minted and, you know, everything's running smoothly. Uh, you know, crypto goes through these bad times just like anything else. And this is the perfect time to take a break. Actually, like even for myself, um, you know, I'm so used to going to crypto conferences and speaking at stuff and being a part of the community. And, and that's fun. You know, it's exciting. And I love this space and I love these people. They're all building really cool stuff. But I've found that recently, you know, I'm taking a break. I haven't gone to conferences 
in a month or two. Um, I haven't been going as often to like these crypto meetups and stuff. And, and that's okay. It's sometimes it's okay to just kind of sit back, relax. This is the perfect time to do it, right? We're in a bear market. You don't need to, you know, constantly be plugged in. You know, all that saying, go out and touch some grass. I mean, yeah, I think that this is a great time to just put your feet up or go outside and just relax a little bit. Uh, you know, the market will be here tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. So, yeah, I mean, my hot take right now is is that, you know, everything's going to be fine. And, and just right now, take a, a bit of vacation if you need. You know, if you're stressing out about your portfolio or what the next project is, just decompress, take some time and, you know, clear your head. Love it. Well said. That's true. The touch grass is uh, incredibly underrated. And it's, it's summer. You know, it's our first summer in two yeah. years that we can go and have some fun party, you know. Yeah. I rode a bike. I mean, I got on a city bike today. I rode all the way down to the World Trade Center. I walked around Soho. You know, I had lunch. I came back up. It's just, it's good to get outside, get some sun, relax. Speaking, speaking of biking around New York City, um, got to talk about the Cityverse here. Now, I am working with a group of very talented individuals, an incredible team who is building a digital replicate of New York City. The digital assets are absolutely stunning. I will have one of the founders on the on the show to talk more about it. I don't want to give too much away, um, but Richard is helping us on the content creation side as he has an incredible eye for architecture and uh, and just capturing videos and pictures for that matter. But on the New York City architecture side, like, do you ever do you ever practice? A bit of a weird question, but are you ever grateful to yourself? Like, do you ever practice gratitude that you're in? one of the sickest cities in the world. Like every time I go there, I'm, it's, it's a city, again, you and I were in Dubai last November and it's like, that's more of like a big playground, but you don't feel the culture in Dubai. It's more, you just look around, you see all the crazy whips, the, you know, the, the beautiful people, the, the tall buildings, the ocean, blah, blah, blah. But in New York, you, you can just feel and smell the culture. Like how friggin' lucky are you to live there, man? Yeah. Look, reality, I'm super grateful. I say it all the time, and I think anybody who knows me personally can tell that I have I have a true passion for New York. I love this place. Yeah, I'm like so, I'm so. like the unofficial spokesman for New York. And if you see my Instagram, uh, you know I'm constantly posting you know pictures of the of the city and the skyline and the buildings. Which you know why when you asked you know for photos and video of the city, I was happy to do so. But yeah, I love it, man. I, I mean, I live right on Central Park. Right up at the Sheep's Meadow there. I mean, I walk out there almost every day and I just look at this city, you know, coming out of the ground. It's like, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, these super tall buildings that are going up on 57th Street, the old architecture in Soho and, and downtown. I love this place. I mean, I think New York is such a unique city because, you know, all of these buildings have stories and all of these people inside of these buildings have stories. And, and all of these buildings are filled with memories for a lot of people, too. You know, th this building, uh, you know, that apartment's where I met my wife. And, you know, this was my first office in New York. And, you know, that's where I was when this important thing happened. And, and all of these buildings and spaces are filled with memories and they're very visceral and and I think that people in New York really feel that all the time. Um, there's something absolutely special about New York. I, 
you know, I can feel it. I feel the energy here. And it's very different than other cities. You know, I tell people all the time that New York is like, if you mixed all the big cities in the world together in one little island, that's what it's like. You know, you can go to Chinatown and get the best Chinese or the best dumplings. You can go to Koreatown and get the best, you know, pork buns or whatever it is you're looking for. The most amazing ramen, right? The most unbelievable French restaurant or the most unreal croissants from this little French bakery or anything, you know, it, we have such a melting pot in New York and that's really what makes this place so special. You can walk around the city all the time and not hear any English for a few minutes, you know, people from all over the world are just here, they're together, they're thriving and, uh, and it's got a very unique energy, which is why, you know, when I leave New York for extended periods, I miss it terribly. I can't wait to get back. It's electric. It is a literal electric factory. Dude, True. always a pleasure. Love you, man. Um, you too, we got to wrap up, getting tight for time. Before we go, uh, shameless Seed Secure plug. Oh, thank you. Not thank shameless, you. but plug it. Yes, yeah, so Seed Secure you know, is, is a company that I've had for years. We, um, we were like one of the original guys that made those metal plates that you smack your seed phrase into. Again, you know, being self-sovereign, protecting your private key, protecting your seed phrase is all... Very important stuff when it comes to really the crypto experience and education in crypto. Um, at Seed Secure, we're just, we're just doing that, right? We're just trying to help people secure their assets. I have another buddy who's an unbelievable analyst who can dig through the blockchain. Um, so we just do small consulting stuff on the side, you know, do on-chain analytics and best practices for security, right? So if your company or group is just trying to figure out the best way to keep your crypto safe, that's really just what we do. But, uh, yeah, happy to help anybody at any time when it comes to crypto questions. My DMs are always open. Uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, everything. And that is my last question always. Where can our lovely listeners find you? Twitter, at Bonjour Bitcoin. And Instagram, New York or Paris, all one word. New York or Paris. Bonjour Bitcoin is actually a love. Yeah, that's a great handle. It's, does someone buy that domain? Um, I own the... ETH address, the dot ETH. Ooh, I don't know if anyone. Wait a second. We'll wrap this up. And we'll talk about this after. <laughs> right, Richard, buy it what now. an episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, don't worry. This, this won't air for, uh, until yeah. Monday, so we're good. But nonetheless, love you, bro. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, you crushed it as always, and uh, can't wait for round three. Love you, buddy. Happy to be here. See ya, folks. What a great episode with Richard Levin, VP of Global Sales at CryptoNews.com and founder of Seed Secure. One of my good friends now and an incredible colleague. Always a pleasure having him on. A, an actual OG who's been in the space for a while and dropped tons of knowledge bombs and a rather beginner-focused episode as well, which is always a treat. If you enjoyed this one, and I really hope you did, please do subscribe. It would mean the world to my team and I. Speaking of the team, love you guys. Listeners, you are the goats. Would not be here without you. Thank you so much. Keep on staying healthy, wealthy, and happy, and keep on growing those bags. Bye for now, and we'll talk soon.